Good morning, Boker Tov. Welcome back to our weekly 10 Minutes of Meaning. So incredibly appreciative to our dear friends Chani Eleni Grunstein for sponsoring this series this year in memory of Mr. Aaron Tembor, Chani's father, Aaron Ben Yitzchak. If you'd like to sponsor our future class, please email lee at brsonline.org, L-E-E at brsonline.org. We are in the middle of our beginning. Very excited to begin the 15th chapter of Mesilas Hisharam, The Path of the Just. Ramchal of Moshe Chaim Lutzato has been following the brilliant formula of Rav Pinchas Ben Yair, the original 12-step program towards self-growth, self-perfection, towards living our best lives. We began with Zahiris, mindfulness, conscientiousness, being present in all of our thoughts, and all of our deeds, and all of our actions, and all of our speech. We then moved to Zerizus, alacrity and zeal, how to be able to pursue goals and make resolutions to achieve them. We then moved over to Nikias. How do we identify the parts of our personality, what we're drawn to and distracted by, that we need to purge or eliminate? And then we moved over to Precious. How to hone that disciplined muscle, how to grow with that sense of discipline, of self-control, of self-sovereignty, so that we are not distracted or knocked off course, but we can live our best selves. Precious means abstinence, strictly speaking, the technical definition. But we don't like that definition. Precious is abstinence. Abstinence is not a value as it ends on to itself, but the notion of being able to look at even that which is technically permissible, but say, I will transcend it. I will be disciplined from it. I will grow that disciplined muscle so that I own my things and my experiences. They don't own and they don't control me. So we're up to Bedarche Knies Aprishas, the 15th chapter, which the Ramchal of Moshe Chaim Lutzato teaches how to acquire abstinence. What are the means and mechanisms? What can we do in order to grow in how to acquire this character trait? The ideal way for a person to acquire abstinence, the ideal way to grow with our sense of discipline is to examine and to look at, to think about and reflect on the inferior nature of the pleasures of this world. To look at what are the things that draw us and attract us. What are the things that we easily can become vulnerable and susceptible to be addicted to? And to say, is it lasting? Is it real? Is it authentic? Is it transformational? And to realize that most often the answer is no. That doesn't mean there aren't fine things in life one can enjoy. There's nothing wrong with fine food or fine wine or a fine scotch or fine pleasure. There's nothing wrong. And in fact, Hashem, God, the creator who programmer of us and this world, want us to be able to enjoy. But not overindulge and not be drawn. Not to do so without boundaries or filters. Not to do so in a sense of obsession or of addiction. So the best way to grow that disciplined muscle is to think about and to reflect on what am I putting into my system? Take food, for example. Why am I eating that? Why am I drawn to that? Is the right time of day to be eating? Is this the right quantity to be eating? Am I have an appetite? Does my body need it? And is that fuel? Am I putting fuel for my body, for this engine, for this factory? Or am I putting poison? And if a person stops and pauses and thinks about what will be the consequence of indulging in this behavior, in this pleasure, in this substance? Will it in fact make me better, a higher performer, more efficient, more productive? Will it be a better version of me or the opposite? So that is the best way to grow that disciplined muscle. The best way to be able to say no, to be able to turn away, to be able to be sovereign, to be able to show that discipline is to recognize the ultimate consequence. The whole methodology of the Eight Sahara, the inclination gets us 
Because the Nikhnas Baruch Shtus, in that moment, it suspends our thinking and it suspends our judgment. And it says, don't think about it. Don't contemplate it. Don't focus on it. Don't unpack it. And don't look to the future of what the consequence of it will be. Just right now, you have an appetite, you're distracted, you want it, just do it. That's how the Yitzhahara, that's the methodology of the inclination. And the antidote, the response, says the Ramchal, is exactly the opposite. Be mindful, be present. Think about and look to what is the consequence and what is the value. What is it that draws us to the pleasures of the world? What is it that plants that desire within us that makes it so difficult, so challenging to look and to say no? The answer is, it is the enticement of the eyes. It, such strength, such shrewdness that our eyes see we want to look at the wrong thing or we want to watch the wrong thing or we see the food or the substance or the opportunity. Our eyes have a vision. Our eyes take on an image and the eyes then trigger the heart. The eyes see and the heart desires. The very first mistake, the very first display of poor judgment in all of history that got us expelled from the garden. As the verse tells us, Pasuk in Bereshit, Genesis chapter 3. And the woman, Chava, Eve, saw that the food was good to eat. And that it was desirous to the eyes. The tree was attractive to gain intelligence. So she took some of the fruit. God said, you could have it all. Enjoy whatever you want. Dive into the smorg. But here's the one station. Here's the one tree. Stay away. I want you to be disciplined. Enjoy. It's all yours for the taking. But in order to be, remain disciplined, to be your best version, to be godly, here's one tree. Here's one fruit you can't have. And what does man do? What we call in the vernacular, the forbidden fruit. Man cannot help it. Man dives in. Woman, man, generically, the human being, cannot help but specifically crave and want what is forbidden, the forbidden fruit. But it's very telling, it's very instructive, says the Ramchal, that when the verse tells us this story, what was the downfall of Chava of Eve? What led to this spiral, to this mistake, ultimately to the expulsion, was Taiva Le'enayim. It looked good. Have you ever gone shopping on an empty stomach? It's a terrible idea. Never go to the supermarket while you're hungry. You will buy things you'll later regret. You'll buy quantities you can't possibly eat. You'll make mistakes in your shopping. Never shop on an empty stomach, not because your stomach's the problem, but the signal that your stomach sends your eyes. And then when your eyes, when you go up and down the aisles, you justify the Entenmann's donuts. It's okay. We came off a fast day. We're going to another fast day. It's Pesach anyway. I'm not going to be disciplined in my eating. I might as well finish an entire box of Entenmann's in the car from the supermarket on the way home. The one with the little crumbs on top. Everyone knows those are the best. Never shop on an empty stomach. Because that's the power of the eyes to entice, the power of the eyes to be able to draw our attention. But when a person discerns that this good, that that deliciousness, that that smell or flavor or that pleasurable experience, that it's false, that it's illusory, there's no permanence. How do you know? 
A pleasure which is authentic and genuine leaves a residual impact and changes you. And a pleasure which is counterfeit is fleeting. It's gone. And in fact, you're hungry for that very thing you had almost right away again. And that which looks so delicious, so good, so pleasurable, often has a seed, a nugget. It often has something which is damaging, which is unhealthy, something which is negative or threatening in it. So the goal is to develop a certain sense of hatred, to recoil, to view it as a poison, that food I'd never put in my system, those images I'd never put inside my eyes, that experience I'd never put into my repertoire, because it can only undo, it can only damage, it can only harm, it can only threaten, it can only sabotage whatever success I'm capable and that I desire and that I'm on my way towards achieving. That's the goal of Precious. Of the Entenmans is a big fat OU. I don't know if it's an OU, but they're kosher. It's kosher, absolutely. Make a bracha before, make a bracha afterwards. Is there anything wrong with once in a while having an Entenmans donut? Probably not. Ask your doctor. However, to be undisciplined, to simply give in to an urge, an appetite, a desire, will ultimately be our downfall, our kryptonite, will compromise our lives, our health, our well-being, in every which way. This is what we have to condition ourselves. This is what we have to cultivate within ourselves. To recognize just how flimsy, what an illusion, these pleasures, there's a falseness. We should cultivate and condition ourselves to recoil and say, been there, done that, it leaves me feeling empty, guilty, and sick afterwards. Who wants Krispy Kreme? I'll give the shout out to Krispy Kreme too, because yesterday Krispy Kreme said you could show your vaccination card. We're going to have an entire country that doesn't have corona, but is clinically obese, because you can get a free Krispy Kreme every day the rest of the year as long as you show your vaccination card. I guess we can motivate vaccination by promoting obesity. Again, nothing wrong, but it's impossible. If you've had a Krispy Kreme right off the conveyor belt, you literally cannot eat just one. It's impossible. The addictive nature of it. It's hot, it's air pocket, it melts on your tongue, and you finish a dozen before you look up. And then you go into hyperglycemic shock in the car, you feel guilty, you hate yourself, you feel miserable, and your body is all the worse. So we're, we're harping on food, but it's not only food. It's true with an overindulgence, not in moderation, but to the extreme in any of these pleasures. We should condition ourselves that once in a while, a bite to satisfy a taste, but to overindulge, to dive right in, to lack any sense of discipline or sovereignty over ourselves is and will be our downfall. It is sabotaging to our physical, emotional, spiritual, and psychological well-being. So that's the Midah of Precious. And the way to acquire it, method number one, and we'll pick up with it, we're off next week for Cholomoy, but we'll pick up in two weeks, Mir Tzashem, after Pesach. Method number one to acquire a healthy dose of discipline is to recognize the negative and threatening quality within that which even appears pleasurable, and therefore to condition ourselves to never want to overindulge, because it will make us sick. Have you ever had the experience of eating a certain food and having a terrible, terrible stomach reaction afterwards? And now, for the next X amount of time, you can't look at that food. You don't want to go near that food because you immediately viscerally react and respond. You recoil and say, been there, done that, not interested again. That's true because our stomach tells us that. But our mind should tell us that about so many other pleasures that look like pleasures, but in fact can be threats or damaging. Wishing everyone a chag kasher v'sameach. We'll pick up Amir Tzashem after Pesach. Until then, stay happy, stay healthy, stay holy. 8.45, living with Amona, 9 o'clock tonight. We go behind the beam with Rabbi Fishbane of the Kashrus of the CRC. Have a great day.